And that's half the battle is like, who am I as a designer and where do I make sense? When I say I didn't know anything, I didn't know anything. And so I had a really rough, I had a really rough time. Welcome to Basic Brainheart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I am Hannah Camacho. And if you've noticed, so far, we've done a lot of interviews with folks who have experienced some success in their career after a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and hard work. We're talking to them after they've already done the difficult part. They've gone to school. They've, they've, they've learned the hard way. Um, but what if we were to talk to someone who is just completing their training and getting ready to head into the hard part, into the beginning of their career? Well, that's what we're going to do today. Um, I had the pleasure of having coffee with one of my good friends, Allison Wright, who actually, funny enough, started out as um, a barista that was often uh, at the drive-thru when I would go go through our local Starbucks. And we ended up becoming really good friends. And, and it was during her college career. And we would end up talking about where she was headed. And, and there was a lot of uncertainty when I first met Allison. And the fun part was we ended up having some really long conversations where she had some aha moments and we embarked on some artistic endeavors together and I was actually with her when she decided to change the trajectory of her schooling and she's followed through and has been in a program for a few years now for graphic design and is now getting ready to graduate so she's embarking really on her career uh, in just a few short weeks and so I wanted to take some time to reflect with her on what it's like to decide that you are going to do something you're passionate about as also your career which is something that you know again so few of us are brave enough to do and um, our conversation was really fun and I just sprung it on her today when we were um, having coffee and catching up and she was a great sport so you're going to hear some background noise um, and if that's not your thing you know feel free to uh turn the volume down a little bit but my conversations with Allison are always fantastic and incredibly stimulating and insightful and uh, we do talk about her as a writer quite a bit so if you're curious and you want to read a little bit of an excerpt of a piece that she's done I am going to include that in the notes so you can get a taste of that but in the meantime I hope you enjoy today's conversation with my good friend Allison Wright. How are you feeling about kind of coming to the end of your schooling journey since choosing this? I was just thinking about that today. Like, you chose this path a couple years ago. Yeah, you, you were there. You kind of like up and just did it. Yeah, I how still remember the specific How has moment. the journey been and what, how are your feelings changing now that you're getting ready to embark on the real world? That's a good question. So when I first started the, the graphic design program, I knew nothing. I literally knew nothing. I knew from a young age that I was attracted to graphic design. I still remember the moment that I saw the Goodwill logo for the first time, and I like I stared up in wonder and awe that this logo, which I didn't even know it was called a logo, but <laughs> but this this image, this visual symbol could be two things at once. It could be a smile and it could be a G. And I was like, it blew my four-year-old mind when I drove by. I was like, that's rad. <laughs> and again, I didn't know it was called graphic design. Like that's essentially what I was, what I was looking at and what was visually stimulating to me. So it's, you know, graphic design's always been something that has followed me around throughout my life that I've been attracted to. And but when you first started school, 
that wasn't like immediately clear to you. You kind of were pursuing something else. What were you pursuing again? Yeah, it was so like throughout forensics or something. Throughout high school, <laughs> I was kind of I was on the the biology track, like throughout pretty much my entire high school career. I was really interested in biology and when you were in college, thinking you wanted one thing, but ultimately mm. midway you were working right. at Starbucks, and we started talking and I remember one night in particular it was like your career path was like really heavy on your mind Mm -hmm. and we didn't really know each other very well yet but I was at Starbucks and you had break and we just sat down and started talking about what you loved about biology and what you loved about forensics Mm -hmm. but what you but you weren't sure about career path and you weren't sure really that that was what you wanted Mm -hmm. And we started exploring, well, what do you want? Yes, at that point, I was studying a lot of biology. I think I had dropped out, though, because I, you know, I really needed to move out. And I was kind of, I wanted to do my own thing. And I wanted to have my own apartment. And in order to have my own apartment, I needed to work a lot. And I sacrificed school for a really long time. And I got to a point where I was really missing that aspect. Because I always enjoyed school. I always liked learning. And I always say, like, I'm going to be a forever student. Like, I just, I'll always be learning. That's a good thing. Regardless of the avenue. So I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I really need to go back to school. Like, I need to start a career. Like, I remember my parents kept asking me, like, so what are you doing with your life? Like, what's going on? (laughs) And I was just like, I don't know. My answer was, I don't know. It's super not fair, I think, to ask young adults to know what you want to do with your life because yeah. you don't have any life experience. Right. I'm like, I'm just trying to stay afloat yeah. right now. Like, that was my that was my main goal. But there was there was something missing, and for me it was, it was education, and it was having career-oriented goals. And at this point, I was, I was still, you know, doing my art, and I was enjoying that, and this was the time when you had asked me to help you with some of your art and you know we started collaborating and talking more about it and the path just naturally unfolded into graphic design Um, and again I didn't really know what it I didn't have a word for it I guess at that point I knew what graphic design was but I wasn't like oh yeah that's what I'm really interested in and I remember going to Value Village and finding a bunch of graphic design books that felt like they were there for me like yeah, it was, totally. it was, there were three and they it were stacked eight. up and I was like, cool. <laughs> so I took them home, you know, flipped the room and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And so that kind of yeah. weighed heavily on my mind and just, it sort of, it sort of morphed into what it is now. But I remember. And then you just started, how did you find out about the Spokane Falls? Like people do you knew just oh, were talking yeah. about it? Like how did you? A friend of a friend. Okay. We were hanging out and he was talking about how he was in the graphic design program. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. And a couple months prior was when you and I had sat down and I had that like light bulb moment where I decided, mm-hmm. hey, that's really what I want to do. It's graphic design. It's called graphic design. And so I did a little bit more research. So it was really fitting that I was hanging out with a friend who had a friend with him who was in the graphic design program at the Falls. So, you know, of course, we started talking, and he showed me his 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 journal 
you know, a lot of graphic designers have books that they carry around just for inspiration. They can write down whenever you know, anything whenever it happens. Yeah, exactly. So he showed me that, and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And so that was in May of 2015, late May. And he was like, yeah, they're doing interviews in June. You should really, you should apply. And so I applied, and the graphic design program at Spoken Falls Community College is, is quite revered. The professionals there are some of the best yeah. in the business. So I knew it was a big deal applying there. And for that reason, I I knew that there was a big possibility that I wasn't going to get in. But I just thought, you know, hey, we'll just we'll try it out. We'll, you know, we'll get prepared. And so I applied and I heard back from them in like a couple of days. And they're like, yeah, you're in. So that's what started my tenure in the graphic design program at Spokane Falls. I think sometimes when people choose to follow their passion, which very few people actually do that, <laughs> uh, because they don't even know what their passion is, but when they choose to, I think it's easy to over-romanticize what the journey is yeah. going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, so while you've been going through the program, how has it felt to in maybe good ways and ways you didn't expect, maybe that aren't so good, um, to start learning your craft that you know that you're very passionate about. How has it maybe surprised you, the journey so far, or been just what you expected? Yeah, the journey has definitely been bittersweet. When I first started the program, I, I didn't know. I obviously knew the term graphic design, but I was completely unfamiliar to the design process and the design process that they teach at the falls it's it starts with research so any project has these steps and it's research and then once you're done with research you do thumbnails which are tiny drawings that convey the layout and the typography and essentially the meat and the potatoes of the design that you're working on and after thumbnails is roughs so you'll just you know you'll do a rough version of what you're intending to do and then a final and then you'll revise your final and that's the last and the fifth step so for me in the beginning there was definitely a learning curve and I didn't know how to use Adobe programs like I literally when I say I didn't know anything I didn't know anything (laughs) so I had a really rough I had a really rough time Did did you find that some professors unwittingly or unknowingly assumed that you know, newcomers knew already, you know, things coming in, they already had some knowledge when really you didn't necessarily have any knowledge. Was that tricky and like learning to ask questions but not appear stupid? Is that, yeah, has that been well, a and half the battle is knowing what question to even ask. That's true. You know, because if you ask the right question, you get the right answer. But if you don't know how to pose the question that you need, it's, it's really hard to understand, you know, what's actually going on. But a lot of professors the professors at the falls understand and understood that everyone starts out at a different in a different place and everyone everyone goes up at a different pace too so they understand that and they were really they were really understanding but I had a really rough time in the beginning because I essentially just wasn't designing right Hmm. I wasn't I wasn't where I needed to be and I wasn't employing graphic design principles or 
elements. And so I had a really rough time with that because it was like, well, what am I doing wrong? And I remember getting really in my head about it and questioning, is this the right place for me? Am, am, I, am I sure that this is what I want to be doing? So there's definitely a learning curve, like I said, um, just understanding what it means to be a graphic designer, like what your expectations are mm. for that role. But the more that I learned about graphic design and the farther through the program I got, the more rewarding it is and the more, of course, that you learn. And yeah, for me, it was like it was finding what within graphic design I really enjoy, which is typography. Um, you know, a lot of people, they really enjoy the video aspect of graphic design or they enjoy the illustrative side of graphic design. There's, you know, there's multiple how did sides. You, not to cut you off, but how did you realize that that was what you enjoyed specifically like how because I was naturally good at it oh and I, I understood that and I just sort of went for it and so I started you know doing research and finding graphic designers in the business past and present who I really respect and I want to be like and a couple of those people are Jessica Hish and Herb Ballen. Herb Ballen died in the 80s but he was really big in the 60s and the 70s and Jessica Hish is a freelance designer, and she just she does a lot of cool stuff. hand lettering, <laughs> hand lettering. No, that's um, really cool. Like I think, I think sometimes in the creative arts, some people feel like they need to be an island, like they can't look up to anyone else. They need to just be totally original. But I think it's right. really good to like have examples. Mm -hmm. And when you were heading into graphic design school there was already like a natural sort of a wild creativity if you will and has it been really hard to, to try to learn to channel and processize it and tame it a little bit towards something um, because I you know like personally my creativity is kind of wild and it doesn't have a process and it's it's that's why I didn't choose necessarily a career in that field because um, I, I find it frustrating to learn a process um, how has that felt and how has it been like frustrating or tricky yeah so I think when you start graphic design everything's really like undomesticated and everything's ah, really wild word. and yes. everything's all over the place and <laughs> the thing about graphic design is like it's a good words <laughs> everything in graphic design has to have hierarchy everything so the first thing that you want the person who's looking at your work to see should be designed as such. You know, the second thing you want your the person who's seeing it to see should be designed as such. Mm. Um, and so that's the thing with, with that is you have to figure out what do I actually want to convey with what I'm doing right now? And my teacher's always asking, what's the story? What's the story behind this? Why did you do this? Mm. And every piece that you do should have a story, and it should tell a story, because that's what people want. They want, you know, we're natural storytellers, and we have been since the dawn of civilization. Like, we sit around campfires and we tell stories. And so that's what people want to see in design. And that's usually what people gravitate to, and they might not necessarily even know it subconsciously, that that's what they're interested in is the story. So now that your training is kind of wrapping up and coming to an end, yeah. that's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, at least I, I remember is. being terrified. Yeah. And I had no clue. And I studied education, mm -hmm. so I thought I knew what my path was going to be, which ended up being something completely different. But mm -hmm. I was absolutely terrified. 
what are you excited about? What are you what are you scared of? Because I think other people that are in your shoes that, you know, are also heading into the field have probably those similar feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, graduating I'm surprisingly not scared. Well, that's good. Cuz you feel like I'm it's nervous. Right. It's the right but I know right I'm where I belong, and I know I've put in the work. Cool. I've worked incredibly hard to separate myself from the pack and do what I want to do and take chances and take risks. And, you know, sometimes those risks end up paying off. Sometimes they don't. But even if they don't, I don't really consider that a loss because I've learned something. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've, there's something to take away from it. So what are, yeah, are you really confident about that, like heading heading out into the workforce or whatever path you choose, whether it's freelancing or working somewhere? Um, do you feel really good about your skill set, where they are? Do you feel like, yeah, I remember I leaving do. school, I was like, I felt like I needed another year. But you feel like you're ready. That's, that's good. That's yeah. cool. The thing about, like, I, I, I said it earlier, but, like, that program is revered mm-hmm. and those teachers could be teaching in New York City if they wanted to. They could, they could be, they could have jobs in New York City or literally any place in the entire world. And they're choosing to stay in Spokane at a community college to pass on the skills of their trade, so that we can benefit from it, they so probably, that we yeah. can become. They're like serving know, an underserved community in a really yeah, special way. Yeah, exactly, and that's definitely how it feels. So. I feel like I'm in a really good place after those two years at, at the falls with what I know and you know they've, they've taught me the skills but they've taught me how to use those skills and you know how to communicate properly and you know the logistics of it the personal logistics of it and just the human interactions and everything um, and we have guest speakers a lot that come in and tell it to us straight and so we have a really good idea of what reality is going to be like when we're done with school and we're out there in the workforce and you know what that's going to be like so I'm I'm not nervous as far as that goes the thing that does make me nervous is sometimes I just I still feel like an imposter oh yeah yeah you know and a, a lot of people I'm sure like that but I just I feel like you're faking it yeah or you don't have yeah or like I'm just gonna wake up and it's gonna be like oh yeah you're not actually a good designer you just think you are (laughs) and then yeah that's that's a funny feeling so there's that and but I feel like that's if I think that way I'm investing in the wrong reality like I know that's not true like I know what my teachers say about my work and I know how I feel about my work and so I feel I feel confident about that. Um, I'm in a good place after two years, and no, oh, that's you know, cool. The only place you can go is up. Right. Well, you can go down, but you should choose to go up. Yeah, true. You know, it's think, conscious creation. Yeah. Like, don't create the problem. You know, which there's a big yeah. chance you probably are. <laughs> so don't. I love the way you said that. <laughs> you probably are. You know, people are no, always freaking crazy. out about like things that don't exist. It's like. It, they only exist within your mind. You created yeah. them. Yeah. You know, those don't exist in reality. Such those aren't as, based can you give in like reality. an example of... For me, anxiety. When I, like, mm. think about things and I'm like, that person's staring at me or that person, you know, thinks this or that about me or whatever. And it's like, that's not real. Yeah. 
Like, Preach people girl. aren't staring at you. Like, they're doing their own damn thing, and, you know, you should do yours. You should just, you know, just be happy. I love it. So, That's great. Yeah, invest in the proper reality, I would say. That's good stuff. Um, how... So, as I've talked to different, you know, people in similar situations to yours, the recurring theme I seem to be hearing is the portfolio piece is, like, one of the biggest monsters to tackle because Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily know what your future holds. Most people, not everyone, but, like, is freelancing going to be your life for a year? Are you automatically going to get a job offer? Mm-hmm. And, and what kind of work are you going to be doing? Web? Are you going to be doing print? Are you going to be doing a mixture of everything? How do I prepare my portfolio to appeal to everyone? Has that been something that, and, and I know the answer is yes, but something that's kind of been plugging you as you prepare something that will appeal to everyone and like talk about that struggle mm-hmm. and maybe any epiphanies you've had as far as getting ready to head out there. Yeah, in the last couple months we've been working on personal branding. So essentially you you create the visual identity that you want to be recognized with and associated with and the specific feeling that you want a viewer to feel when they're in the presence of, of your of your personal brand. Um, but I'll just say there's no way to accommodate for everyone. There's no way. Because yeah. if you do that, you end up with a really generic brand. And that, you know, if you're applying to a job and that's passing over the desk of, you know, a hundred other resumes, I guarantee you it's not going to stand out. Mm-hmm. And there's a really big chance that it's going to go in the trash. So you have to understand that when you start your journey with your personal brand, it needs to speak, you know, like, mm. so I think, and you don't, you don't need, you don't need the approval of like the resume God in order to do something new and innovative and, you know, something that's more akin to you than, you know, just words on a 11, you know, eight and a half by 11 piece mm. of paper that, you know, you submit. It doesn't need to be that way and it shouldn't be that way. So for me, I... That was one of the things that I realized at the beginning when I started my personal brand is that I wasn't trying to appeal to everyone. I was, at that point, I was trying to appeal to the places that I really wanted to work. Mm. And the places that I really want to work. That's a struggle, though, for everybody. (laughs) And that's half the battle is like, who am I as a designer and where do I make sense? Mm. Like, specifically, you know, do I need to be in a digital? Yeah. I do. So for me, I don't, right now, I don't see myself in a predominantly digital agency. I see myself in, I see myself in print, doing a lot of branding and identity. Mm. Um, I also enjoy copywriting. So I'd like, I'd like to fit that into where I work. Um, But I don't do a lot of web work. That's not to say I'm not efficient in digital work. It's just to say that that's not where I'm headed right now. Yeah. Now, you are kind of, uh, well, of course, everybody's unique, but you are definitely unique in that you have an eye for design and you're good at it, but you also are a freaking amazing writer. Like, 
one of the most Thank naturally you. brilliant writers I have ever, ever come across in my life. Thank you. Um, wow. And do you ever stop and wonder how you're going to kind of marry those two gifts? Like, you're headed into graphic design. You like typography, which I think will be a really beautiful mm-hmm. um, opportunity mm-hmm. for you to bring in that that gift of writing. But do you ever wonder about that other gift and whether or not it is going to play a bigger part in your future? I'm hoping that it does. And for me, I think really visually, you know, like s- symbolically. Um, so visual symbols, if you think about visual symbols, words fall under that category. Mm-hmm. Words are visual and words are symbols. That's all they are at the end of the day. It's just shapes that, you know, when next to each yeah. other, we read in specific ways and, you know, we deduce meaning from that. Um, but, you know, visual symbols, again, those are also logo marks. Those are, you know, braining and identity. So for me visual symbols words and images naturally go together for me Um, and so that's that's actually something that I say on my resume when I'm describing myself as I say that I you know my name's Allison Wright I believe and I want to think that the greatest like tool in a graphic designer's arsenal are symbols and you know like I said that includes words words have the power to change the world if you use them in in the right way they can hurt they can they can help it's just in in how you use them but again they're a tool Uh, same thing with with imagery and logos like I was talking about the Goodwill logo or you know people people appreciate symbology because you know it it's like a it's like a picture It, it can say a thousand words too it's just knowing what you want to say in order to convey that message. No, that's so that's, yeah. Yeah, I I do feel good about the fact that I want to marry graphic design with words cuz a lot of graphic design does incorporate words and that's definitely something that sets you apart is the fact that you can write them. And a lot of uh, graphic design agencies have a copywriter, someone specifically devoted to writing yeah, in yeah. order to stick with the brand and but the identity and that's the goal. I, I don't have, you know, any, like, certificate or anything that, yeah. you know, says I'm a copywriter. But, but you're good the interest it. and the passion is the first part. Totally. I was, something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I think we may have talked about this the other day, is um, Tim Ferriss has a book called Tools of Titans. And we actually were looking at that the other day because mm-hmm. you liked the cover of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The gentleman who uh, wrote the Dilbert series, the comic strips, he, um, when Tim Ferriss was kind of pressing him about, like, what does it mean to be successful? How did you get so successful? And um, he said, you either have to be the best in the world at one thing or really, really good at two things Mm -hmm. and combining those two things. And that has, for whatever reason, been echoing itself in my mind as I just think about creativity and and creative pursuits and whatnot and I think that's going to play in your favor big you know really 
hopefully dramatically as your career evolves. But what is your strategy? And I, I've heard some of it, but what is your strategy kind of going forward? Next step, graduation's done soon. And boom, you're in the real world. Real world in a sense. You're already in the real world, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like what? What's your plan? I'm gonna go out and get it. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Like, I'm getting ready to submit in my resume for an internship, and in my cover letter, I ask for a sit down. And you know, there's a lot of things that you think are non-negotiable, but are actually negotiable. So just remember that, and remember nothing's set in stone. And you know, totally. pave your own way. Like, be a trailblazer. There's literally nothing stopping you except yourself. It's true, and, I, and along those lines, too, I think a lot of people graduating from a program or college, they're waiting for permission to make something, Yeah. but you have to make that thing in order yeah, to be to, exactly. to even have the door opened, mm-hmm. and I know that's what you're working on, and you're, you're giving a lot of thought and care to that, and I think that always goes a really long way, especially if it has you on a page, Yeah. because otherwise people would detect imposters. They, <laughs> they can tell if it didn't come from your heart, and they can tell if it well, yeah, and they special. can tell if it's a school project, it's true, and it's yeah. not something that you actually are proud of or that you self-initiated. And yeah, and that it's you thought of to create when you're in school. Like it's exhausting because you're already doing mm-hmm. projects. You don't want to take the time to create maybe something extra special mm-hmm. that's really going to make you stand out. You don't have the time a lot of like, a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But like that is so crucial in terms of even having doors be open and not waiting for permission to make something is so huge mm-hmm. I think that's amazing yeah I've heard designers ask like does anyone have any ideas about you know a self a self-guided project and the problem I think with that is like you should know the answer to that question yeah. because you should have things that that you want to be working on that you know the idea has been sparked and it's in the back of your mind and you're gonna try and accomplish it when when you have some free time next like yeah. I can't give you that answer, and you shouldn't be in a position where you need that answer. Like, you should be, you should be thinking about that. Like, what do I want to create? And if you're a graphic designer, that's your that's your goal. Like, what do you want to create? And what do you want to bring out? What do you want to bring to the world? Yeah, totally. Um, and right now, you're yeah. like at the very beginning of your career. You're standing at the base of a big, majestic, mysterious mountain, and you're not quite sure what it's going to look like you just know it's going to be fun because it's something you enjoy yeah if you could jot a note down to yourself to read towards the end of your career what do you want to remember about this point in your life and your career and your journey down the road do you think that's a hard question I don't know that I would know how to answer that but I'm curious if anything comes to mind so specifically, what do I want to remember at the, about remember this stage about in my this life? Stage in your life and your journey. It was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. You know, there was a <laughs> right. lot of, of flying Wasn't and all unicorns and rainbows. Right. It was. It was fighting. It was. You know, nothing comes to you, and no one can give you anything. Especially like the things that you're passionate about. Like you'll find that on the road to achieving them you're gonna you're gonna hit obstacles and you're gonna hit a lot of them and it's just kind of like you got to learn to accept the fact that waves have troughs and they have crests but you just got to ride it and you have to appreciate 
the bad with the good. Mm. Um, so you want to remember that it wasn't an easy path. You want to remember kind of where you've come from. Yeah, and the fact that like where I'm at now is because I did it and I created it. And like there's so many times where I've woken up and I've been like, "Mm, I just want to take a personal day and I just want to lay in bed, watch movies and like, but on those days specifically is when I'm like, no, you're going to get up, you're going to get dressed, you're going to go to school, you're going to make, you know, think, make, show. That's, you know, the life of a graphic designer. You just got to do it. You know, and like, you just, you can't listen to that part of you, that lazy part of you who doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, I mean, there's a time and a place for that, but it's not on your journey to the top. So just know that and just quell it and silence it and show it who's boss. But yeah, like. (laughs) Easier said than done, right? (laughs) Yeah, but that's what's going to set you apart. That's what's going to get you to the top. You know, you got to put in the hard work and you want to set yourself apart and. That's the way to do it. I'm totally going to ask an unrelated question. But I'm super curious about your brain and how it works in terms of writing. Like, you are an avid reader, right? You read a lot. You got it. You always have been that way. You got it. So you have... So well spoken of me. (laughs) You got it. But you've always had an eye. And I think reading is a huge part of writing because then you start to realize what's good and what's not and yeah. have really good taste. Mm-hmm. And then when you write, it starts to be shaped like mm-hmm. it should yeah, exactly. and have that maturity to it. But like, what it you just get like struck with inspiration or yes. feelings? It's just the way you process feelings. Like, how do you write the way you do? I don't, and you probably can't even explain it, but like... I have a couple answers to this one of them is you just write you know you just you write not everything you write is gonna be good no no yeah that's what I thought like like sometimes I'm very like like, I just freestyle yeah you know there's there's no rules there's no laws it's like hey how do I feel about this I'm gonna write it and it just kind of happens I don't need to revise it Mm. How does it feel? That when sounds you're, ignorant. When I don't mean I don't need to revise it. No, I just mean you, like no. I, but you do have like that's how I'm natural, feeling. You so like, like I just you almost like self-edit. I think yeah. And then before I would say. you put it on the page, exactly. You, you've already self-edited. Edited. Precisely. Edited it. Edited it. Edited it. Like everybody always wants to know. Like if somebody's really good at writing music, like Sia, she writes songs in five minutes. I love her. Which, she's amazing and. How on earth do you write a song in five minutes? I don't know how that's humanly possible. But when someone has, like, you know, a gift, people always want to know, what does it feel like mm-hmm. to be able to express yourself that yeah. easily and effortlessly? Do you, like, just... do? You, how do you feel when you're writing? Like, is it... Is it I addictive? zone out. Or, yeah, or and is it's it like, exhausting? I don't find it exhausting. I find it fun. Because it's like, these words didn't exist five minutes ago. I mean, the words themselves, but not in that specific string of sentences. Like, and it's like, hey, I wonder if someone's ever thought that. I wonder if someone's ever written that sentence. Like, is it ever... So when you're creating content really for yourself, I think that's the purest form of content creation because it's not tainted by mm-hmm. the desire for approval and writing to or for perceptions. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself like, 
tempted to share. Well, I think when you create something you're really proud of and that you feel good about, like there's that, there's nothing wrong with wanting to share it. Like no. I do it all the time. No. But if you go about it in that order. But you've purposely kind of avoided that, I think, on social media, which is great. Mm-hmm. There's no sense of mystery anymore. True. You know, everyone, you know, it's, look at me, and everyone posts stuff like that. Do you think a lot of your peers feel that way, or are you a little bit of an anomaly? Yes. Because you're, I mean, you're in the digital generation, so yes, they do I, Yes, I get this a lot. People are like, well, why don't you have a Facebook? Like, why don't you have this and that? And, like, I've had a Facebook before. And for me, not only does it cause me extreme anxiety, but, like, I feel like people are less original than who they truly are. And I think social media kind of robs you of that because you get so used to posting stuff that you think other people want to see and you stop posting what you want other people to see you know if that makes sense I might have said that scrambled but like you know if if you go at it from an angle that you want to get you know X amount of likes that's not real yeah every time you hear your phone go off too it, it signals um yeah, your yeah that specific part of your brain to release dopamine, which is like crazy and just so 21st century. Whoa, I know it's weird not to hear that background noise all of a sudden, but we had a little bit of a mic snafu and my uh, audio just wasn't working. So I'm going to rephrase the question that I posed to Allison, which was, um, how has the support been from family and friends when they found out that you've changed course, you're not pursuing uh, more of a science-based career, which may have great uh, earning potential, and you're pursuing instead more of what your passion is, which is graphic design? Have people generally been uh, positive, helpful, or have they questioned what you're doing and uh, maybe had a little bit of a negative vibe towards it? And of course, I asked her not to get specific or name names, but was really curious about what she had to say. I've gotten both. Uh, I think one of the biggest issues is that not a lot of people even know what graphic design is or what it means. And so, you know, it's, I think it still has the notion of like getting a fine arts degree. Oh yeah. Like, what are you going to do with that? What do you plan on? And it's like, this is, it's different. What kind of advancement? Right. And it's like, I have, you know, five different avenues that I can go down in graphic design and that's the cool thing yeah it's it's kind of an umbrella term um you can do whatever you want have you found but upsetting when people are skeptical yeah because it's i'm so passionate about it that i wish that i could that other people could share in the joy that i experience when i you talk about graphic like design super, like, huge, you know, yeah 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 and people don't people just don't get it sometimes they're like well what is this they're like why why should I care and it's like I don't know it's like you don't get it and yeah people are like well yeah what do you what do you plan on doing with that but for the most part my family is understanding and is glad that I'm doing it and I think a lot of it too is I'm just gonna have to show it to them I'm just gonna have to prove it which, you know, when they see my portfolio, hopefully it'll make more sense. But as I progress throughout my career and hopefully move up and, you know, get get better positions at, you know, better better places, hopefully, hopefully they'll understand, like, what's actually going on. 
And it's exciting because not I. So yeah, it's exciting. Um, you know, just do your damn thing. Hopefully you enjoyed that coffee chat today with Allison. It's super interesting to me to explore all points in the creative journey, not just the success, but the beginning and the struggle. And um, it was just always, as always, fun to catch up with Allison. Um, If you have enjoyed this podcast, you can find us, of course, on the iTunes App Store or wherever you get your podcasts. If you think you know someone who might enjoy these conversations and questions, please do share the podcast with them. That helps us so much. Alternatively, another great way to support the podcast is by leaving a rating and or a review um, on the iTunes store. Thanks again for tuning in this week. I look forward to sharing more conversations with you next time.